Good morning. Good morning, everyone. We have uh, another congregation online that has now tripled, and we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds uh, that are watching us. Uh, you can go to churchinthesun.com uh, slash prayer. While we're speaking here, you can put in your prayer request, uh, but in all of our our congregation that's all over the world. Uh, let's welcome them uh, again, all of our online, <laughs> online. I want us to begin on this morning by reading this life-changing verse together out loud in chapter 20, 2 Chronicles, and beginning just this one verse, 17, and if you will read it out loud like it's true. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. Stand firm. See the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. We all, we all have these fiery battles that somehow arrive at our doorstep. Not Amazon Prime, but battles. Battles that we do not choose, they choose us. And we come out and we open the door of our life and the devil has dropped off something we didn't order. Somewhat like this great, great man, Jehoshaphat, who one morning, when everything is cool, spiritual momentum is high, blessings are rich, and one morning, when he gets up, he hears the news. In verse 1, after this, the Moabites, Ammonites, with some of the Meunites and all the ites, came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Hazion, Tamar, that is, in Gedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. Now, maybe you're in one of those circumstances today where something has showed up and you're a little bit like him, you don't know what to do. There's nothing like the feeling something is coming at you and you have no plan. And you know what is coming at you is not good. And Jehoshaphat does something that 
often we don't do. And in fact, two chapters before this, Jehoshaphat hooks up with Ahab and almost loses his life. However, on this situation, he decides to inquire of the Lord. He decides to get alone with God, and he begins to wait upon him, and he begins to seek the Lord. He begins to wait on the Lord. It's amazing what God does when we seek him. The word seek in the Hebrew has a meaning of inquire, but it also has this meaning of worship. What do you do when you seek the Lord? You turn off your smartphone. You turn off everything around you. You turn everything off and you sit in a chair or walk around with a Bible in hand and listen. And you may hear nothing, but you are seeking the Lord. You are quieting yourself. You're not checking in with three, three people, well, what did you do, and what did he do, and what did No, Jehoshaphat said, something imminently is coming at me, and I need to do something. And the king, the big king, gets it right. And he inquires of the Lord. And then, he not only does that, but now he goes off to the temple, Solomon's temple, and he calls all the people together because they know they need an answer. You need an answer. You need to know what to do. And it's good to know that God has answers and that he is an answering God and that when we seek him, he is going to speak to us. And it may be after a while and it may be that it doesn't happen immediately, but we know that he will answer us. And now all the people are there. It's a big deal. There are thousands of people. In verse 5, he stood up in the assembly and, and in the courtyard, and he's standing there. And now he has this powerful prayer, one of the most powerful in the entire Bible. And he stands up and he begins to declare that God is bigger than what he is facing because we often face the, we focus on the enemy rather than focus on how big God is and how tremendous he is and how awesome he is and how all-powerful he is. And he says, Lord, verse 6, the God of our ancestors. In other words, you've been working at things for a long while. The God who is in heaven. You rule over the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand. No one, say that, no one, no one, no one can withstand you. 
our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? What he is doing is he is reminding God of what he had done in the past and you have to remind God and yourself of what he has done in the past in your life. Because God is a God that works mighty and powerful. And you have to say, now wait a minute, I don't see anything now, and I don't have any answers now, and I'm not sure where I'm going, and I don't know how I'm going to overcome this vast army that is coming at me of negativity and doubt and unbelief, because most of our battles are inside of us and not a circumstance, because the enemy wants us to have unbelief. You don't have unbelief out there, you have unbelief in here, and when you have unbelief, you have fear, and when you have fear, you have discouragement, and the enemy takes you out so you're not strong enough to take the, the, the giants out. Sometimes you have to take notes, write it down and say, God did this on this date. Many years ago, I woke up one morning at two o'clock and I had incredible pains, pain in my temples hours up then it went on and on and on and on and on years no resolve I'd be up at two o'clock Saturday night three o'clock four o'clock get up here and preach by the grace of God but you have to be a sensitive to the Holy Spirit because you don't know when but you're believing he will and I heard about Randy Clark coming to the convention center here. And I felt, I said, Judy, I want to go there. Randy Clark's going to speak on healing. We went. We were in the back. He spoke. Great faith. Then he said, find somebody around you and you pray together. Well, we were a little bit in the back. And there's nobody around us. And I said, Judy, let's us pray. I'll never forget, it was about 9.30, 10 o'clock. The rows were like this, and I turned like this, and Judy was there. And she said, I'm going to pray for you, Alex. And Judy Clattenburg, prophetess, put her hands on my head. I'm not normally one given to tears. I immediately felt the presence of God, and I started crying. At that moment, she prayed a powerful prayer. When I got up the next day, I was totally healed by the power of Jesus. So now, they're all there. Jehoshaphat standing there. He has his leaders, the Levites and the priests and the pastors. They're all there. And the presence of God is there. Then suddenly, suddenly Jehaziel stands up before the crowd. And the Bible says he had a word of prophecy. And we need to have more 
of the prophetic. About a year ago, the Lord said, more of the prophetic, Alex. And the pastor confirmed it this week. More of the prophetic. I'm speaking on more of the prophetic Wednesday night. Going to be a different service. Going to be kicking in the name of Jesus. Jehaziel. Jehaziel stands up. Jehaziel stands up. Because you're different when the Spirit of God comes upon you. You're not just Jehaziel. You're Jehaziel to the hundredth power in the Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're no longer just Ed, Bob, and Charlotte. Something happens to you when the Spirit comes upon you. And thousands are there, and they're at the temple, and they're at the courtyard, and everything is hopeless, and the vast army is marching, and they're sneaking around, and they're marching towards them while they're there. Every minute, they're marching towards them, and they're not there to negotiate. But this man... This man, Jehoshaphat, has set the, set the pace here. He didn't go to the Pentagon or to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He went to God, and he set the environment, and everybody was together, and they were ready for what God was going to do. And Jehaziel stands up, and the Bible says here in verse, verse number 14, and he continues that whole prayer, which is pretty long. And he begins, he says in verse 15, Listen, listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. And he's also saying to you this morning, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. And then he says, why? He says, because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And what that means is that you're going to do what you're going to do, and you're going to be in there, but you're going to have the weapons, and you're going to have God working inside of you. This is not going to be your strength and how intelligent you are and what school you went to and what your resume says on what you did and how big you are and how articulate you are and how eloquent you are. This is a deal about God coming in and saying, listen, you're in a battle, and you can't win the battle, but I'm going to step in. I'm going to win that battle for you, and you're not going down. You're not going down. You're not going down. You're not going down. There's somebody in that section in the balcony. You're not going down. Right up there, I'm looking at you. You're not going down. You think you're going down. Oh. Tomorrow, say that word, verse 16. Tomorrow. Say it louder. Tomorrow. March down against them. What is he saying? Stop playing defense. Stop being defense. I always say you don't win on defense. You win on offense. You need a defense, but you win on offense. That's when you, you say, this is what we're doing, and that's how we're doing, and we're marching towards the enemy we are not running from the enemy. We are taking the enemy out. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing. Now, here's the reconnaissance here. 
because the Holy Spirit is a CIA operation. They'll be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you'll find them. And then at the end of the gorge in the desert of Zeral. And you'll not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance of the Lord will give you Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Now, maybe the most misunderstood scripture, one of, is this one verse. Verse 17. You will not have to fight this battle. Some have taken that to mean that I'm going to sit home and watch Netflix and sit in my chair and eat popcorn and the vast army is coming. You're saying, well, the Lord's battling for us. Praise God. Now, there can be situations that calls for popcorn. <laughs> but most of the time, most of the time, there's a, there is a specific fight. Here is what this really means. What he is saying here is that there's a change and God is redefining the fight. What he is saying is you have your vast army and you normally take people out by the sword and the spear and your own weaponry. And what he is saying is, you're not going to fight that way this time. That's all he says. You're not going to fight with swords. Because the nature of the battle determines the strategy of the battle. And what he is saying here, don't use your weapons. Now, what we do often, listen carefully, often we battle with resentment, bitterness, anger, worry, confusion. That's how we're battling. Medication, isolation. But he says, you're not going to fight that way in this battle. You're not going to fight that way. He says that you're going to take up your positions, you're going to stand firm, and something is going to happen miraculously. And Jehaziel's message is so impacting that Jehoshaphat, in the next verse, 18 to 19, he bows down to the ground. All of Judah fell down in worship, and then the Levites, they all get up, and they're praising God, and it's really loud. It's really loud. And so it's almost like the whole group of people have been called away in this incredible praise to God. The people must have engaged in the prayer that he, had been, he gave that they started to see him bigger than the vast army. They saw him as mighty. They saw him as all-powerful. And Jehoshaphat, they're on the ground. They're bowing and get the picture. I mean, it is like 
God is in the place. The presence of the Lord is there. And they're worshiping the Lord. And they're glorifying him. And they're magnifying him. And they're lifting their voice. And it's getting louder and louder. And they're getting louder. And they're praising God. And they're probably walking around the place. And they're, they're excited. And yet they still don't have the plan. However, verse 20, early in the morning, say morning. morning. Say it again. Morning. I say morning because something is going to happen in the morning to you. And something's going to happen in the morning to me. And I don't know what it is, but I know that as I read this, I over and over punctuated the word morning. And God is saying, you cannot get up the way you got up last morning or this morning. You have to get up differently. Something has to happen in your morning, not at night. Morning. And maybe God will wake you up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And tell you a sentence or two that literally will annihilate your enemy and wipe him out. Because you don't have to have a paragraph from God. You only have to have a line and maybe just a word. And then they left for the desert of Tekoa. So they're moving. As they set out, they're already on their way. They must have paused. Jehoshaphat stood. There's that thing again. Listen to me, Judah, people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God. You'll be upheld. Have faith in his prophets. So Jehazel must have been a prophet. You'll be successful. And after talking it over with the people, he wanted to get a little encouragement. After talking it over with the people, he appointed men, no women, men, interesting, to sing to the Lord and praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army. I read that and I felt like the Holy Spirit said it was a big group of singers. Imagine 10,000 singers starting to sing. 10,000, no keys, no guitars, no drums, no front line singers. They were the front line. And maybe there were 10,000 men. And he says, now, here is the, here's the way we're fighting on this way. Don't ever believe they didn't fight here. Because when you begin to march forward, there's a fight of faith. There's a fight of faith. That's why he said, you guys, keep your faith strong. Now, we know the end of this, so we can say, oh, that was wonderful. Just put yourself in place marching towards these big guys. And the Bible says, 
They were to praise him for the splendor of his holiness, means the separateness of God Almighty. And so they head out towards the enemy, and they have courage, and they have faith, and they're marching, and they're marching, and I don't believe we have the whole praise summary of what was happening. We just have a couple lines here, and I want you to say it very loudly. Give thanks. That was really good. Let's try that one again. Give thanks to the Lord for his love. Let's try to say it together as we get together now. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Say it louder. God taught them the power of their voice. God taught them the power of their voice in worship. They're singing. Certainly they're shouting. All in faith. All in response to the leadership that says we're doing this. Sometimes you don't understand and you don't want to do it, but if God is in it, it's good to do it. When he says we're going this way, thank God when we decided to build this 14 million addition here, there wasn't one objector because everybody said we're marching ahead, we're going to take this city, and everybody said yes, and amen. And they started to march. And they marched. And they sang. Because before the victory is when you praise God. You praise him before you see it. You praise him before you feel it. You praise him before anything changes. You decide that you're going vertical with God and you're not going horizontal with gossip and, oh my God, why did he do this? Forget that. And you begin to praise him. You begin to sing. Begin to sing. Begin to sing. You begin to sing. What is happening here, ladies and gentlemen, is they're changing their focus from the bigness of the vast army to the bigness of God. And that's what you have to do. You have to begin to put your focus on God and see him as bigger and greater and stronger than the situation around you. And the Bible says, as they began to sing, verse 22, read it with me. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord sent... How's that for fighting? They turned on each other and killed themselves. 
And they marched in and not only won the battle, they got all the plunder of the blessing and favor of God. Cars and motorcycles and houses, you name it. I believe in this move of the spirit, I call it, of the shift and the shaking of church in the sun. That God is going to take hundreds of people out of the fire of sickness and heal them miraculously. June the 5th, we're having our Wednesday night night of prayer. I'm getting ready to come down from the study and I asked my assistant, has anyone sent in a request online? Because I'm believing we're going to have thousands of prayer requests coming online, not only here, because we have another church online. And I got this one request and it said, her name was Tiffany, and she said, I have cancer of the thyroid. And I immediately called her and said, we're praying for you. Can you come tonight? She said, well, I'm not sure. So we come into our service, and we're like, it's one of those off-the-schedule plans that scare me. That How many like to know what's going to happen ahead of time? You other people. No, I'm more spontaneous. I forgot. So we get in this meeting, and it's like, we're not sure what's happening next, but the power is there. And I don't know how, but I, I thought of Tiffany in the middle of this, and I said, Tiffany, are you in the building? And she said, yeah, I'm here. And she walks up. And so she's standing right here. She's got this cancer of her thyroid. So I'm trying to think, what do we do now? And then we had two ladies in our church, uh, Louise and Elise, who they had been ha uh, healed of cancer. I said, I want you to pray for them. So we're up, this picture here, we're all like fired up and praying. Service is over. I just learned the, the full story. Uh, surgery was scheduled uh, for July 23rd. And Tiffany found herself expecting a baby, so they delayed that, July 23rd. And then she miscarried and then they set up another surgery, August the 8th. And then she didn't feel emotionally good for that. And then they set one up for September 23rd. So I think about a week ago, she says, Doctor, I want another biopsy. And the doctor says, why? There's no change. She said, I want one. And the doctor called her on Tuesday and the doctor said to her she got this call he said he was in shock surprised by the results no 
nodule from the biopsy came back 100% benign. Tiffany, are you around here somewhere? I don't know whether she's in this service or the first one. Tiffany, if you're here, stand up. Come down here. How does it feel, Satan, be a loser? <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you have, everybody stand up a minute. If you have uh, cancer uh, or you know somebody has cancer, just put up your hand. Somebody you know has cancer. I know. I had just a request. Just put up your hand. Okay, so put your hand up high. A friend or you. Look at this. Must be a hundred. Oh, my God. Just... A lot of them. So look around uh, if somebody's next to you and just ask them who it is. And I'm going to pray. And this is our model here. We're proud of you. Are you rejoicing? I am. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let's lay hand on a person. Just put their hand up if you would. Put your hand on them because God can go to another country and another state and heal them right now. Our Father, we pray this morning in this service that you will heal everyone in this building that has cancer. And we ask, Lord, for our friends. I pray for Cindy out there, Cindy Grimm out there in the state of Washington. I declare that she is healed in the name of Jesus. I declare that every person in this room that has cancer, breast cancer, cancer of the brain, bone, in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I command you to take your hands off of them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we give you all the glory. Those that are watching online that have cancer, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And I thank you. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. God bless you. Let's thank the Lord. Love you. Thank you. We're going to do something different in this service. Keep the lights up. We got ready to write the message, and I felt the Lord say we need to raise a hallelujah and to begin to bless the Lord. And I want us today, I want us to begin to sing this song, I'll raise a hallelujah. No one leave, please. This is not going to be just a song. This is going to be healing. There are going to be people all over this building 
I see eight people that have depression. You will be healed as you sing this song. Depression, depression, depression. A lot of people, a lot of people have heaviness, heaviness. Now I'll tell you what we're gonna do, and no one leave for a second. This is a holy moment. We're gonna raise a hallelujah in the presence of our enemies. We're gonna defy every demon spirit. Go for it. Hit it.
us to do something different. No music, no instruments. When they marched, there was no music. And in a minute, we're going to lift our voices and just start praising God out loud. Sometimes you just say, thank you, Jesus. And you begin to, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Sometimes it's hallelujah, hallelujah. Sometimes it's God, you're so good. I tell you, when the people of God begin to shout, we shout the devil down in the name of Jesus. We shout the devil down. I want you to begin to just praise the Lord out loud. Whatever word or voice you want to give to it, just begin. One, two, three. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I bless you. I glorify your name, Jesus. Son of God. King of kings and Lord of lords, we praise you. We praise you. We magnify your name. We lift our voices and we say hallelujah. Every stronghold's coming down. Every demonic power is being broken in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We praise you, hallelujah. We lift our voices. We say praise you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Jesus, deliverer, healer, baptizer, resurrected Christ. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Let every enemy come down. Let every principality fall in the name of Jesus. Let every demonic power be broken in the name of Jesus. We declare the blessing of the Lord. We declare the blessing of the Lord on our lives. The blessing on our church. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. From the back of the balcony, we praise your name. We lift our hands. We lift our hearts to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Keep praising him. 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 Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. The enemy cannot take us out. The enemy cannot take us out. Cancer cannot take us out. The enemy cannot destroy us. Cannot destroy our wife, our family, our children. Those children are coming back. Children are coming back in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords. Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. 
King of kings and Lord of lords, we bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. 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 We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you. We bless you. We magnify your name. Build your church. Build your church. Build your church, we pray. Build your church, I pray. Build your church, I pray. In Jesus' name. For the Lord says, have I not called you? And have I not chosen you for such a time as this? For I have destined your generation to rise. Your children will not be lost. Your children will come back. Your children will come back. He says to those who have lost spiritual momentum, I have not forgotten you. Even in your spiritual condition. For have I not spoken by the prophet Joel and said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon everyone and your sons and daughters are going to prophesy and the Lord says to church and the son on this day I have chosen you to be a part of a great revival that people will hear about around the nations of the world I have chosen you and I will bless your business there's a businessman over here who's been in a dip. Your business prospers in the name of Jesus. Every business, every business person, you prosper, you prosper. You prosper. You're blessed. We're not in lack. We are in blessing. I declare a blessing over this church today. A blessing, a blessing. You're going out and you're coming in. We'll be blessed. I will open doors that no one can close. And the Lord says, the dreams that are in your heart that have never been materialized, dust them off. Speak about them. Declare them. Look at them. For this church was not 
called to be a normal cultural Christian church. He's called us to do things that are impossible, but by grace, they will know a hundred years from now that we were faithful and we would not back up, back down, or give in. You may be in this room and maybe you need no one moving for a moment. Maybe you need to be forgiven of your sins. This cross reminds us every time we come into this room that Christ is over our church and he provided forgiveness of sin. We don't get what we deserve. We get grace and we get love. In a moment, we're going to ask you to throw up a hand. You just say, pray for me. I need forgiveness. And Jesus pardoned us on the cross and said, I provided for your forgiveness and also for your healing. And don't allow where you've been to stop where you're going to go. There's one point in your life in the midst of guilt, condemnation, and shame where you step out and you recognize that's the devil. And you say, that's not God. God doesn't put shame on us. Sin does. And when you get up and you walk out and you say, I'm not living like that. I'm not living like that anymore. I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to count to three. And if that's you, you throw up your hand in defiance to the enemy. You tell him, I'm not your disciple anymore. I'm getting out. I'm going with Jesus. One, two, three. You need to be forgiven. Throw your hand up and say yes. Yes, yes. Put it up. Put it up. Say yes to Jesus. Yes. 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 Put it up in the balcony. Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. Say yes to Jesus. I'm going to ask those that raised your hand, walk down this aisle with a defiance of joy in your heart, and we're going to have a one-minute prayer here. Come down from the balcony. Come down. Come down the sides. Stand right here. Get out of your chair. Walk down here. Jesus. Yes, yes. Come, 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 come to Jesus. Get out of your chair. Get out of your chair. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, come on. Come to Jesus. The balcony. Come. Come to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Come on. That's it. No one, no one can keep you from your destiny. Who else? Who else? Don't you allow the shame 
don't you think you're not worthy? Jesus, if we didn't have worth, he wouldn't leave heaven. You have value. That's why you step out of the squad of the enemy and you say, I'm not living there anymore. Now, those that have come, look up. We're not thinking about how bad you've been. Our focus is on Jesus over our church here. He's going to change your heart. We're going to pray a prayer. This is not about adherence to a list of rules over here. And if you do those, this is, doesn't begin with rules. It begins with your heart. And God comes in by Jesus. And he forgives you. And then what you do, you don't follow rules. You follow a person, Jesus. And then he tells us where to go by his commandments. And we follow Jesus. We're not following rules. We're following Jesus. Your destiny is awesome. We're going to pray this prayer. A lot of you are watching around the world or down the street. You pray this prayer. It may be a whisper. You pray it. And Christ will come into your heart. We're going to pray this prayer. And then after that, and I ask all of you to go to the right. We have a Bible and some friends. Please don't go back just for a second. We're going to give you a Bible. And we have friends there going to give you a hug and pray for you. And they're nice too. But let's pray this prayer with our friends. I love to pray it. I want you to pray and say, Jesus, Jesus. I put my faith in you, that you took my sin on the cross. I confess and believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, and he's alive. I turn from my sin. I repent of my sin. I abandon my life to follow Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Give me your grace. The gift of righteousness and eternal life. You prayed that prayer from your heart. You are a miracle. You're a miracle. Go ahead.